Hello, and welcome to the Enlightened Awakening Podcast. A place of honest and authentic conversation. I'm your host, Timmy. And I'm Muriel. And this week's episode is actually the finale for season one. Honestly, it has been an amazing journey with you guys, and we cannot thank you enough for being willing to stick around to see what it is that we're creating here on the Enlightened Awakening Podcast. The community that we're building and the continued listenership are two things that we are extremely grateful for. And at the end of the episode, we're going to chat a little bit more about our plans for season two and where we envision the podcast going next. This week, we wanted to have a conversation about the intrinsic link between successful personal growth and development and mental health. Mental health is a topic that has come up time and again in our conversations here on this podcast, and there's a very good reason for that. Without it, it's hard to live a fulfilling and meaningful life, and it becomes extremely difficult to strive towards self-actualization when we aren't able to achieve a state of mental equilibrium within ourselves. Uriel, to open up today's conversation, I'd love for you to share a little bit about your views on the link between mental health and personal growth and development, and how you've seen the interplay between these two play out in your own life. I think that a lot of us don't necessarily understand that mental health plays a major role in our overall well-being. And when we choose to embark in a journey of self-improvement, I know in my experience, I've become very focused on just that one thing. And oftentimes my mental health takes a backseat to whatever that goal might be. And I've found that that inhibits my ability to find the balance between all of those aspects in my life. And therefore, it often put me in a place where I was not able to find a sustainable way to maintain the changes that I had implemented. I've come to the realization that in order for me to be able to reach the best version of myself, I've got to prioritize all aspects of my well-being, and that includes my psychological health, my emotional health, spiritual health, and my physical health. And when you have a balanced approach to everything, you get that much closer to being the best version of yourself. For me, really what it comes down to is something that I think a lot of us are familiar with, which is Maslow's hierarchy of needs. And of course, on the very bottom, we have physiological needs, but the next two levels, safety and security, as well as love and belonging, I think that mental wellness really lives in those two, those two tiers right there. And of course, above that, we have self-esteem and self-actualization. And if the goal is to strive towards those things, it's absolutely necessary that we take that time to nurture the levels of safety and belonging as well as or rather uh, safety and security and love and belonging. And so in my life, I found that when I have really neglected the state of where I'm at in terms of mental wellness in favor of pursuing what I believe is a more pressing or higher level goal, it's only a matter of time before I burn out, have no choice but to slow down and focus on my mental well-being. And that, of course, kills all my momentum. And so I eventually realized if my goal is to sustainably pursue what it is that I believe is the greatest version of who I can be, that will add the greatest amount of value to those in my life 
and will ultimately allow me to lead a life that I am proud of, then it is absolutely necessary that I take that time to look within to see what are the things that I'm neglecting to deal with. The things that are impacting my sense of love and belonging and safety and security. What are things in my past that I haven't addressed yet that are still causing me to fall prey to moments of weakness here in the present? I think it's critical to take that time. And it's something that I have admittedly not been doing as great of a job in. And so this is why it's something that I'm really wanting to prioritize more, especially now that I'm wanting to achieve more, to really prioritize growing myself in an expedited way. I want to be able to build something that's going to last. And because of that, I know that there is a lot of internal work that needs to be done in order to make sure that when I do get to that finish line or when I do get to that next level, because I don't think we ever really reach the finish line until the end of our life. But whenever that happens to be, I want to be able to say that I did it in a way that allowed me to keep my sanity intact. That's interesting. I think a lot of the times too, even in just my own personal experience, we've become so focused on achieving goals that we don't necessarily actually want in life. And obviously these desires come as an influence of our relationships, family, friends, and perhaps an internal desire to feel like we're important. And that for me has been one of the key factors in being the best version of myself is truly seeking out the things that I want, regardless of what other people may want for me or feel is best for me. Having that said, that's obviously a very lonely road when you start to walk away from that as it creates this boundary with a lot of people because you're disagreeing with their view of how they'd like to see you. Ultimately, that for me has been the key change and that comes with its challenges, but I was only able to truly identify that by focusing on my own mental health and critically reflecting on why I was not attaining the goals that I set myself out to reach. And I think this is something that a lot of people need to truly ask themselves and sit with their own thoughts. And perhaps a lot more people will come to the realization that all of these luxuries that life has to offer don't necessarily give you the happiness that you think you'll attain by reaching those goals. Personally, for me, having true, genuine connections with people is the thing that keeps me happy, but it's different for everyone. And I think identifying what that is for you and no longer lying to yourself and putting on this facade, then you'll truly be happy at that point. And your mental health will truly not take a hit on a day-to-day basis because you've, you're being, you've reached that point of self-actualization because you are who it is that you want to be, regardless of what the world wants you to be. An idea that comes to mind when I think about this idea of being who you want to be is freedom. One of the things I've always admired about Luffy from One Piece, for anybody who watches anime, is 
his entire goal is not to be recognized or to be great, but to simply be the freest person that there is. Because in freedom, he understands that that is where true contentment and satisfaction lie. And what you had said earlier about understanding exactly why it is that you want to pursue certain things and to be honest with yourself about that, I think it's critical. I think one of the things that happens when we're in a suboptimal state of mental well-being is that we really suck at being honest with ourselves. We have a really hard time clarifying reality, whether it's in interactions with others or what's going on internally. And I think that that is why people can fall into depression is perhaps they see things as being worse than they actually are. They see themselves as being less capable than they actually are. And because of that, those things become a self-fulfilling prophecy where they're not able to go out and live the sort of life that is going to bring them meaning, fulfillment, purpose, satisfaction, and the relationships that are required to live a full life. And I think that a lot of us strive towards that optimal state of being the best that we can be, not remembering that that top level of self-actualization is built on a foundation of self-esteem. And in order to be able to do that, we do need to be honest with ourselves about who we are, where we're at, why we want to achieve the things that we want to achieve so that we can then, first and foremost, create a network of other people who are at that level of self-esteem so that we can, secondly, help each other strive towards that next level of self-actualization. And I think that in conversations between you and I, that's where we started identifying that there's probably been a little bit of a missing piece in what we've been talking about these last, I think it's been nine, nine, almost 10 months at this point since we've been doing this podcast, which is really that there is a preliminary step that needs to happen before we can truly and consistently strive towards that state of self-actualization. And of course, that is having that state of optimal mental well-being. And so for that reason, for season two, we're going to be doing a pivot in terms of the focus of the Enlightened Awakening podcast. We're really going to be niching down and focusing on this idea of mental health, the impact that it has in terms of reaching that state of self-actualization and contentment, happiness, satisfaction, and joy. All the different ways that our lack of focus on our own mental well-being impedes that. Because ultimately speaking, if we want to become our best selves, it's critical that we prioritize our mental health first. Because as a society, that's not something that we're really doing. When we were chatting earlier before we hit record here, there was a super dope analogy that you used in terms of personal growth and development being a marathon rather than a sprint. And I'm hoping that we can dive back into that and chat a little bit more about it because I think that you framed it really well and how our state of mental well-being plays into being able to sustain us in that marathon of personal growth and development. You want to go ahead and expand a little bit more on that? I think that, at least in my own personal experience, everything that I've ever tried to attain in my life 
is always met with some type of resistance. It's never been clear cut. There hasn't been a lot of things that were just easy to achieve. There's, there's just always has to been a considerable amount of effort that has been required in order for me to be able to truly achieve what it is that I want to do in my life. And so with that said, I think it's important to, to see life and just self-improvement in general as a marathon, just the same way that life is. And know that there's different components for even being able to, to complete such a lengthy race. For any one that runs marathon, they would clearly understand this. There's a significant amount of physical preparation that is required in order for them to run those races. But ultimately, the most difficult aspect of it and the most difficult component of it is the psychological aspect of being able to break past barriers that you yourself do not believe you're able to break through. And obviously that's going to come with its own challenges as well, because you're going to feel like you fail. You're going to feel like your body is giving up on you. But additionally to that, you're going to have to be able to nourish your body, which is probably the third component, is the dietary and nutritional aspect of it in order to do that. But all of those things kind of work in synergy in order for you to be able to perform at your best on that race. So when it comes to self-improvement, we've got to truly take a step back and understand what it is that it takes for us to create that change. We know that generally speaking, it takes roughly about 90 days to start to create a new habit and it takes even longer than that for us to be able to break bad habits. One thing is to try to create a new habit and try to engage in something like that. One thing is to try to create a new habit, but the real challenge is about being consistent and being able to find the sustainability in that change. And so just the same way that this is a marathon, self-improvement is a marathon, you're going to experience some turbulence and challenges and you're going to feel a lot of the time like you're not going to make it. But as I'm talking about it right now, that sensation of failure or inadequacy links right back to our mental health. And so it's so important to identify that and to pay enough attention to that because it's so important in ensuring that we have long-lasting change. Yeah, well said, man. I think most of us have probably had a time in our lives where we were super motivated. We were super confident in our ability to make change. And we tried to do a lot of things in a small amount of time while we were under the influence of inspiration. But inevitably, we're going to burn out when that's the way that we go about doing it. And so that analogy of it being a marathon and not a sprint with those three aspects is something I really enjoyed because as you were sharing that, I thought back to those moments in my life where I haven't approached it like that. And oftentimes what eventually got in the way was myself, my thinking, where my thoughts were, my inability to keep my feelings in check, the fact that I used my emotions as dictators rather than indicators, meaning that instead of assessing what it was that I was feeling and asking myself why, and perhaps taking my foot off the pedal a little bit, so I had more time to properly review what it is that was going on internally and what I was able to do to get myself onto a better trajectory mental health-wise. Those things ultimately led to the collapse of all of that progress that I had ultimately built up. And as I referenced earlier, when we lose that momentum, that also is going to have an impact on our mental well-being. To get out of that cycle, 
I realized that this was something I was going to really need to take that time to nurture so that when I actually build a foundation of self-esteem to reach towards actualization, it's going to be built on a solid foundation. To that end, there's a whole lot of different viewpoints, perspectives, professions, and personal experiences that can really add a lot of richness to that picture of why it is so critical that we take that time to really get ourselves right in our hearts and our minds. And so because of that, we want to really leverage the expertise that we have in our network from the work that we do in the field of mental health to bring some new and interesting voices into this conversation. And then content experts as well in the areas of trauma and in mental health and treating mental illness. People who have lived through it, who have come over it, and now have a platform to speak about how they've been able to do that. And so really, that's what we are hoping to create and the atmosphere that we're looking to produce in season two. And so we are going to be taking a break between these two seasons, and we'll be back on September 22nd. I really want to thank you guys for being on this ride with us up until this point. It's been a pleasure. It's been a lot of fun. Yuri and I, we've grown and developed a lot, and we are grateful that we've been able to build a little bit of an audience here of people who want to hear what it is that we want to talk about every week. We're hoping that with everything that we've got planned in season two, that y'all will be down for the ride as well. Uriel, any closing remarks for this season finale? I think if there's one thing that I can highlight from all of this process and the transition that we're making, it's just that we as individuals are responsible on how we interact with the world. And that choice that we make on a day-to-day basis to interact with the world in the way that we do, we are responsible for the reactions that we get out of the way that we interact with it. If we're not happy with the results, it's always important to look back at yourself and and identify your mental state, your physical state, spiritual and emotional state. Figure out for yourself what it is that you need to do to get the reactions that you want out of the world that you're living in. But we're all on our way there. It's not perfect and never will be perfect. But I truly believe that that's the fun part of life and self-improvement and growth. Being able to reach the really meaningful and important things in life that matter to you and embracing that. Because ultimately, our time in the world is limited. We don't know how long we'll be here. And I think it's important to be real with ourselves as to what it is that we need to do to make our life the best life that we can live. And with that, we bid you farewell for this season. We look forward to September 22nd. We'll be back at it different, but with that same central theme of creating honest and authentic conversations with the goal of reaching our highest selves. Thank you and stay blessed. Thanks for listening.